Hey everybody, I'm Brendan Lamb, host of The Blam Show, your weekly dose of real talk about the food business, friendship, and Texas barbecue. But before we get started, here's a quick shout out to my sponsors. We got White Oak Woodworking, uh, the best handmade cutting boards in the business. Primitive Pits, simply the best commercial offset smokers in the game because it's great food we're after. Uh, American Cookwood, the Central Texas Post Oak, brought straight to your restaurant. And we got Barbecue XO, it's a one stop shop for live fire cooking classes. You can check out the description below to get those links. If you would like to hear more or want to join the conversation, you can do that anytime on Ibble. Just jump into our community and click the link below. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Well, guys, welcome to the Blam Show here. Uh, we are sitting down with Mark Black today. That's right. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if y'all want to come and ask any questions, uh, this is all going to be on Ibble. And the whole thing all the way through, uh, you can ask questions about anything and uh, we'll answer them. But... Thanks for coming. Yeah, happy to be here, man. <laughs> Studio's beautiful. Dude, Excited right? to do this. Right? It's been a little bit. Hey, bring that close to your mouth yeah, a little man. bit. Cool. I mean, you can move it so you don't have to sit, you can sit wherever it's comfortable. All right, perfect. <laughs> well, shit, man. Um, what'd you bring us? We'll start with that because this meat, after you start cutting to it, dies. Dude, so, yeah, Terry Black's, I just brought the traditional stuff, man. We don't, we don't do anything super unique over there. We stick to the old school stuff. So, we've got the big beef rib, got some jalapeno cheese sausage, original sausage. Pork ribs and brisket, man. Well, let me uh, grab some of this yeah. beef rib. That's always the... That, Look how easy. It just comes apart. That's right. And I got the sides here, but I mean, I don't really care about the sides. Hey, I'll, I'll really... grab a side or two. <laughs> Use the jalapeno cheddar sausage. Y'all That's the doing... one I like, yeah. Y'all been doing that one for a little while, huh? Yeah. So we started day one. Original and jalapeno cheese. Um, you know, and I, I prefer the jalapeno cheese. Not too spicy, but... Uh, Let's do it. Cheese in there, man. Let's do a link, sni uh, a link test. Oh, there we go. Not that's bad. The nice Not spot. bad. That's what you're looking for there. Try it on that one. This one's yeah, so you got to, right? I'll leave a little bit for somebody else. I'm over here mm. with my hands. I'm probably... That one didn't work out as good there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what do you think? You're going to have to call him? It's pretty good. <laughs> um, tasting should have been a little tougher, but yeah. I've been sitting out for a while. I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Be careful there, man. <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> That's gonna be fun later. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. So, 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 we just finished up a South by Southwest. Whenever I first kind of started cooking in Austin, um, when I first took over uh, the reins over at La Barbecue over there, it was like right the first week of South by Southwest, dude. It's a rough first week, dude. It was wild, and um, it was a little short-staffed to say the least. Uh, <laughs> know a little bit about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how much has it kind of? I mean, I know for the past few years it didn't even like it wouldn't even around like the South by Southwest didn't even happen. So, but st people were still coming out expecting there to be like stuff to go stuff going on. During yeah. That time. So, I mean, it was good that it was back this year finally. You know, yeah. um, we didn't know what to expect. Usually, we're always like way busier during South by. We thought this year it was going to be nuts. It was really good, but yeah. uh, I mean, like we were talking about off camera. Austin's become like this, I don't know, like sort of world popular city right now. Like right? everyone's coming here. It's well, crazy. There's a lot, everything was like locked down for a while and all that. So then you got Florida and Texas, you know, a few of these states that a lot of people can come to to get away from the kind of, you yep. know, the more tyrannical stuff that's happening in the other states. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and it's been like is it has it changed kind of like your clients obviously people from all over kind of don't yeah. understand the way everybody that man so so just with south by coming in it was like all right it's gonna be a big weekend but even this last weekend we were talking about we had the pga tour in town we had nascar in town oh. we had texas relays in town there was the round top thing going off like an hour and a half away so we were busier last weekend than we were for South by. Oh so my God. Austin's just, there's something going on at all times. It's just nuts, man. Yeah. I mean, you got the international airport airport here. Uh, so at least it's not like they're having to fly into San Antonio or something and then like exactly. drive up here. Man, that's so wild. Uh, was it, you see, how many pits do y'all have running for just this location here? So in Austin, we got five 1,000 gallon smokers over there. Yeah. But then I got three of them uh, off site cooking. Uh, Commissary. And, yeah, and yeah. commissary and Lockhart there. So yeah, eight eight offsite or offsite uh pits total, offset smokers. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a rotisserie. I wish I had a rotisserie to do sausage, but uh don't have one of those in Dallas. I got one of those that I can cook sausage on. But yeah, on South by I think we went through twenty six hundred briskets that week and then <laughs> I mean, the numbers, <laughs> this location? Yeah, the numbers oh are just God. insane. So Dude, that's intense. I'm over here I was bragging about six hundred and something a while back. <laughs> Damn. Man. I think I said twenty six hundred. It wasn't. It wasn't quite that. Well, big. still. Yeah, it was about. It was about three hundred a day. Twenty one hundred. Um, <laughs> the numbers are just insane, man. And then that that wasn't even South by. No. I mean that. Well, no, South, that's South by we by. did that, and then we did yeah. even more this last week. Shit, dude. So what do you? So I mean, are you having issues with sourcing the meat at all? Are they running oh, out? Of course. Do you have, yeah, you have a few different. Um, so you're not getting all your briskets from the same place. Obviously, they're going to have to um, have it source from a few different packers. So yeah, the unique thing with. Like when we first started eight years ago, is there was only a couple people, uh, Franklin, La Barbecue, and, and us that were using prime briskets. Now everyone wants to use prime everyone. Brisket. Yeah, everyone. And so, the price kind of right now kind of evened out on the price. Yeah, the, it's, yeah. it's gone down a lot recently. But there for a while, I mean, when COVID first started, we were paying like two seventy a pound for meat. Now I think this week we're paying right around five bucks, maybe four bucks this week. But it went all the way up close to six. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the crazy thing for us is when we first started getting going, we thought, hey, we're getting so big, we'll have like leverage over the meat company. So we're we're <laughs> yeah. buying X amount of cases a week. Well, that's well, now, Yeah, now we're buying anywhere between five and 600 cases a week between um, Austin and Dallas, and we've almost gotten too big. Mm -hmm. So we're buying about 18 to 22% of all the prime meat uh, briskets produced in the United States and Canada right now. No way. Yeah, so it's, no. it's almost too much where when we go in for an order, they know who's coming and they Dude, jack okay. up the price. I gotta slow you down. That in the United, what's that number? Eighteen to twenty-three percent of Jeez. all the prime briskets produced in the United States, Terry Blacks, Dallas, and Austin's buying. That's impressive as hell. That's and that's, it's right around like forty thousand pounds a week. So that's amazing. And that's between so the two locations plus you've got like Gold Belly going um, nationwide, and then you've got was Kroger as well. We were in Tom Thumb. Tom that, Thumb. That's about to come to an end, but they yeah. let us put. Uh, product in Tom Thumb for COVID, so that was really cool. They didn't take a cut of it or anything. Oh no way! We were, I think we were in nine stores or thirteen yeah. stores, something like that, and yeah, we got all the proceeds from it. So, dude, we're no trying way. to help small business. It, so, absolutely. And does it? Um, so why, why are you not doing it no more? Can you say that they wanted to put they wanted <laughs> us to put a restaurant in one of their new locations on uh, east side of Dallas, and we were like, man, that's yeah. not really kind of our model. Like, yeah, little kiosk and stuff like that. So. We said, nah, we're not going to do it. And, and they said, well, we're going to find somebody else. And we said, yeah, we agree. Please, we appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome what they did for a while. So Right? Can't complain, man. Is Gold Belly kind of, uh, is that is that evening out at all? Because at first, y'all were. We thought it was going to slow down. Yeah. And um, up until last month, we had been still increasing every month, even over what we did during COVID. But yeah. 
this last month it, it slowed down a little bit so we reached out to him like hey are y'all seeing a slowdown for everybody or is it just us or barbecue yeah. or what so i don't know waiting for an answer on that <laughs> they haven't got back to you yet yeah. well yeah i tried to get in gold belly at the very beginning i think right whenever i started getting some wood from y'all oh really yeah and they're like we will let you know in, a, in about a year you know and then like the year passed up and i tried to hit them again they're like wait who are you it's like oh i'm not on a wait list okay so <laughs> well you know when we first got haunted i was like man this is gonna be good and then yeah. all of a sudden there was like 50 barbecue places on there and i was like oh okay well i guess with covid they're letting everybody go on there oh, yeah. not that we were special or anything but they well, had reached out to us yeah you're thinking that y'all were gonna be yeah i was like oh we're gonna kill it, we're gonna kill it. <laughs> yeah. and we did good but it wasn't it's so expensive on there i mean you yeah. order a brisket it's like 300 bucks yeah and you, i mean you go to the store and get one it would be 150 yeah yeah at the restaurant y'all so. do the vac sealed whole briskets we do yeah, yeah when we have them left over yeah you just uh vac seal them in the paper and then tell people how to reheat them yep and, uh, but it's it's like what you were saying all these people coming in from california new yeah. york all this stuff they we put them in the freezer they're gone that day people so, are people are taking them home and they're and home, they're, they're cutting them up and they're, they're putting them on the pit and they're being like look what i did exactly and, which is fine <laughs> exactly. yeah, dude, I don't <laughs> care. Go for it. man i mean so you you've been barbecuing for your whole life um it goes back even farther than you obviously kind of can you i know a lot of the guys in the industry kind of know what that is but can you walk yeah through yeah that kind so of? my family comes from lockhart my my dad's side of the family um his grandfather my great-grandfather started black's barbecue in lockhart in 1932. Wow. so uh they're still out it there in lockhart yeah. on main street um and then my mom's side her cousin actually owns smitty's um okay. nina nina's one of my mom's cousins i forget so, about that yeah. yeah 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 so yeah been at it my whole life born and raised in lockhart graduated from there and then uh came to ut my brother went to texas state and we graduated we were like all right we're gonna open up a restaurant yeah. and uh my brother had been working at blacks and lockhart and i, I guess a little barbecue drama man i mean it's oh, out for there sure. so um for sure my dad has one sibling my, my uncle kent and uh they had a little falling out or whatever and it got pretty ugly um and so we asked my grandmother can we open up a blacks barbecue in austin she said yeah so we found this location that we got on Barton Springs Road, which was just lucky. I yeah. Mean, really finding it's it. It's the best location. Yeah. I, mean, so I couldn't be happier. Really, yeah. And going to UT, I, I never went down there where it's at. I didn't know what was there, but and it had been a bunch of failed restaurants before us. But uh, anyway, found that location. Me and my brother went and got these banners made, and it, it said Terry Black's Bar, or it said Black's Barbecue Austin. Yeah. And within two days, my uncle had sent us a cease and desist letter. Damn, he was on it. Yeah, yeah, he was on it, it, man. So <laughs> he had become the president of their corporation. My grandma didn't have the rights to it, and uh, we couldn't use that name anymore. So we said, okay, well, we're going to name it after our father. It's my last name, so. Yeah, so <laughs> but putting the Terry in front of it yeah. made it or whatever. And anyway, that was the best thing that ever happened to us, man. If we wouldn't have done that, we wouldn't be where we're at. And oh, for sure. It was great, so. Yeah. And at first we wanted that connection with like blacks and, and us. Yeah. Now we're doing a total rebrand where we're trying to emphasize Terry Black. So Well y'all y'all do y'all do a completely different style than they do. What I do you brought that for? hat over there. This one? Yeah, yeah. So we just put Terry Blacks on it. Like we're trying to differentiate, like, you know, this is a it's like this was kind too. of original, yeah. whereas blacks was more bigger and yeah. Terry was smaller, but now it's like nah. I do like that rebrand, man. That's cool. Yeah, so kind of what we're going with, man. Man, I used to have my favorite pants in the world used to be corduroy pants. Pants? I had some corduroy pants, wow. man, back in, back in the night. And then I, I was at recess. You need to bring those up for the wife, dude. No, nah, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> they, got, they got ripped. Nah. <laughs> they got, I remember they got ripped. I was devastated. I got a corduroy shirt, but I don't know if I can pull off the pants. Shit, you got to be cold outside to wear a corduroy yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> shirt. <laughs>
Hey, didn't y'all have y'all had some issues uh, when you first moved in uh, to the Barton Springs location with the smoke, right? We did. So speaking of people moving in, yeah. not understanding the barbecue culture, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> we get sued a lot for different stuff, but you know this this uh, this was a completely valid lawsuit. Yeah, the lay of the land on Barton Springs Road, where the, the parking and the pits are here, and there's a hill right behind us. You can see it where you park. Yeah, there's houses up on that hill. So we had those stacks. <laughs> All right, well, you got that wind out of the north. It was blasting these people, Poor man. guys, poor guys. And at first, we tried to deny it, and then they they did a they filed some sort of lawsuit or some sort of motion, and we were like, oh man, we didn't have any money back then. Yeah. We, we opened the restaurant with two hundred thousand bucks. My dad took a loan out on his house, and we built every table in there. We did everything, and then that came around. And we were like, oh no. Um, I mean, the system y'all put up on top of it, man. That's not. Cheap. Yeah, no, <laughs> not that, at all. that ended up costing over a quarter million bucks My when God. it happened. But we tried to avoid that for the longest time. But then it kind of got going where they they talked, the city got involved, and then they talked about banning barbecue. Oh, my God. We yeah, pushed that. that whole agenda, like, got all this news and publicity out of it and really kind of milked the hell out of it. Good. And we, I was on uh, I was on the Today Show with, like, Matt Lauer. Yeah. And my brother was on, like, I don't know, Tucker Carlson was on CNN or something. He was on with Tucker. That's so cool. And uh, it was crazy, <laughs> dude. We just we milked the shit out of it. And we got more publicity on that, and within a week, the restaurant had gone up in sales like fifty percent. No way, never looked back. That's cool. So, and then it didn't mess with the the airflow at all. Of your oh, it does. Yeah. It, it it messes it with a, a little bit, and I I notice it more when I go and I eat at the Dallas location than Austin location. Yeah. Um, we got those Moberg smokers there in Dallas, and then in Austin we got that big apparatus up there, and you can't mess with the damper. You can't at slow all. it down as much at all. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep. the one in Dallas is pretty cool. How you've got, you know, the the stack is this far, like inside of the the vent, and again, you see the smoke getting kind of sucked out of yeah, it. Yeah, we had to do some BS like that for the city to get around sure. it or whatever. And you know, some of these, some of these different cities, I'd say outside of like around Austin, Dallas, and Houston, yeah, aren't necessarily used to the offset smoker. Some of those people still haven't seen anything like that. That, so. that was the whole reason that the Los Angeles thing didn't exactly. happen. Yeah, and then now they're figuring out ways around it. But, right. you know, then Truth, uh, they've got theirs in Houston that's in Truth Barbecue's got the deal to where it's, everything's covered with hood vents. Yeah, you know, it's, and, it's fireboxes and uh, whole pits. Crazy, right? <laughs> it's all Expensive. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like their solution because I think Houston was trying to do the same thing yep. that Los Angeles County was doing to us. Yeah, it's, it seems like, you know, the barrier to entry to, like, do a real barbecue restaurant in a city outside of Austin, I should say, is yeah. a lot tougher and higher money-wise yeah. because of that. Right? So, yeah. And the Dallas location just popped up overnight. <laughs> what seems like in, in the community, you know, just popped up overnight and just started to slay in. We're doing pretty good up there, man. It, yeah. it does about 60% of what Austin does. Um you know, having barbecue seven days a week, lunch and dinner, mm -hmm. I think that's kind of our our niche. And it is. It, it works, man. I mean, at dinner, we're almost as busy as lunch. Yeah, so. and it's consistent. I mean, it's consistent. You got your, the guys you got in there. Are, we got an incredible yeah. staff. Man. Yeah. It's not us anymore. It's They're not me and Mike. In. Yeah, they got it dialed in. And then those Alto Shams, obviously. Oh, yeah. That's you can, key to hold you can, Yeah, the holding process is what blew my mind. Exactly. You're like, you know, there's no way you can sit here and put this thing here for 12 hours. And, like, they, they hold just fine. Right. <laughs> as long as you don't crank it up too much, then it starts to dry out, get your sausage all weird. Yeah, it'll mess with the sausage, but <laughs> brisket, beef ribs, yeah. man, you can hold those things 20 hours sometimes. Keep them wrapped up. You're good to yep. go. Yeah. You're good to go, man. So, yeah, so anyway, we, we had that split in the family. We opened up Terry Black's on Barton Springs yeah. 2014, and uh, 
anyway, we, we we still haven't reconnected with that side of the family. So that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. It, and it is what it is. Yeah. I, I wish it wouldn't have happened that way. My my grandfather passed away, and he never got to go by this location. No, no, uh, he never got to eat at it. I know he asked to go multiple times oh, with his sure. nurses and stuff, and for some reason he was prevented to go there. That's <laughs> the biggest thing that like kind of hurts me. But yeah, he definitely would have liked it and respected it. And, and the whole family split wouldn't have happened if he would have been in his sound state of mind. So, right. so um, he was already pretty declined. By yeah, then. yeah, yeah. He was. He was before we opened. He was kind of in hospice and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, but we're opening up a place in Longcard. So you are. We are. When's yeah, that yeah. one happening? So it's under construction. It went under construction in February. We should open sometime in August. So how close is it to Black? It's about a mile. Oh man! It's, it'll be the <laughs> northernmost part of town yeah. of it, compared to all the other barbecue restaurants. It's a quarter mile from Kreitz, yeah. um, right there on 183. So, uh, well, that's I mean that's really a cool thing too. Like especially in Austin, I remember 2000 was it 17? The 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 list came out and it Austin had like nine of the top, right. you know, uh, definitely the top 50. If there wouldn't there was a few outside like you know Longview and all those right, I had yeah. a few, but um, everything being right close to each other like that, I, you know, a lot of people sit there and say like that, that that's messed up that's going to mess with the competition or you're you know you're giving away your secrets or you're limiting the people that would come in but i mean you're really not it brings up the quality of everything i feel like and then it keeps everybody else around you accountable you know like you've got you can't slack you know because the people down the street aren't yeah, yeah. you know growing up in lockhart people always say like oh there's so many barbecue places this and that and Austin's saturated i'm like look competition drives business yeah man. yeah growing up in lockhart seeing how well all four of those did compared to say luling city market which was a great restaurant back yeah. in the day it didn't nearly do the number that the restaurants in lockhart did even though there's four of them because it makes it a destination so true that you know coming to austin there's so many places yeah. but people come to austin for barbecue now and, and yeah they've i've heard outside you, you know because i do a bunch of consulting stuff all over and everybody calls this the mecca like you know if this was some kind of uh, you know holy worshiping you know religion which it kind of is you know to a lot of people think this would be the mecca of it it has to be i mean yeah. any given day you can go to 10 different places yeah. and have the best bar you've ever had i mean i'd i'd include lockhart with that and then you know taylor and all i'd, I'd include like it's the central texas thing there's yeah i would too yeah. but it's totally different style man yeah. i mean the way using prime meat and stuff like that like i ate at smitty's yesterday like the barbecue was great it's probably the best barbecue i've had there in like five years good everything the rib the brisket and the sausage but it's just a different style I yeah mean, they, they do the briskets hot and fast uh the sausage is, is is done in a different way and uh the ribs are definitely done in a different what way. made you switch up like to be like hey this could be done different because you know i grew up you know whenever you get brisket it's got to be chopped up on a potato you know with some sauce and that was like well, the way you i wouldn't say we've done it too much different than my grandfather did i mean you know, a lot of people didn't have his barbecue because he, whatever, was getting yeah. older or whatever. But he always said, use the highest quality brisket you can get. He was one of the first ones to use CAB. He was actually, I think, the first one to really use brisket. Most people used to use shoulder cloth. Yeah. And so he started using brisket because it had more marbling and all that. And then when they finally started doing boxed beef, his his restaurant started out of a, a um, grocery store. So they'd use the leftover meat and brisket was a something that nobody uses a cheap yeah. cut of cow and then they make sausage and all that so whenever they started doing box beef and then when cab came around he always said get the highest quality meat you can so and the uh, price wasn't that different back no. then especially on brisket because no and so yeah getting prime and all that that's that's pretty much the main difference um now they cook with rotisseries and all that mm -hmm. stuff and you know they've automized it a little bit more and we were like nah we're gonna do it the way he did it 
um, even the tallow stuff that all these people are raving yeah. about now. He used to rest the briskets in tallow back that's in the been, day. That's been, he's that. been doing it. Yeah, he's been doing <laughs> that. New. He didn't wrap in the paper, though. That's one thing I'll say. Yep. But uh, he did wrap in the paper after he cut into it brisket. No, to keep it from drying yeah, out and yeah. stuff. But he didn't cook with the paper on the pits. Yes. Yeah. So. There's a few places I've been that, you know, they finish it. They pull it out. They let them rest. They wrap them for the warmer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and cool. That's kind of what he did. Yeah. But as usually after he cut into a brisket, he put it in paper. Yeah, it dies so fast. It does. So fast. So, dude, I mean, I met you, what, I don't even know. Whenever I was at the barbecue at some point we met. Was I don't that know. five years ago? Yeah, about. Yeah? About. Yeah. Um, you miss it over there? I... <laughs> <laughs> you miss the daily grind of cooking every day the daily grind is definitely something i miss and then like you know from smiley's um and then like compared to you know volume wise talk club barbecue or something yeah. you know the barbecue i'm you know using four pits and we're you know all day like that and then you know smiley's i've got two you know he's using two pits mm -hmm. a two thousand gallon pit so like i wouldn't put it anywhere out like just being able to man, you know, four pits all at once or three pits all at once and, and have everything come out, you know, just as consistent. Uh, there was just something that was just like, it's exhilarating, especially when you got all these people coming back, you know, asking for the pit tours and all that. Um, that really hadn't caught on as much when I got up into Fort Worth. It wasn't right. like it's something that a lot of people were about. You know, they might come by and peek, but they're a little bit more keeping to themselves. Here in Austin, you've got all these folks coming in that are like, you know, grabbing and trying to open exactly. shit up. And you're like, man. Well, that's when we went to Dallas and I was designing that place, me and Mike were like, you know, what's the one thing we want to do here that a lot of these places haven't done? It was like, we want you to walk up and bam, the picture yeah. in your face. Yeah. And if you go to the Dallas location, when you park, when you walk in, everything's centered on those pits. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, that's the whole thing with barbecue. There's so many places you can go to in food trucks where you can get a badass tray or whatever. Absolutely. But where can you get an experience and all that? And, and that's what we're trying to. Yeah, you lose. I mean, there is that give and take because you, you, don't, you don't get that experience of being able to walk into somebody's. I mean, y'all's, like you're saying, the Dallas location, I live up there. So, like. Anytime I, you know, send somebody for barbecue or anytime I go and eat barbecue, most of the time it's coming out to y'all spot. I and it. I mean, it's great food and it's consistent. I know what I'm going to get when I come. Right. You know, I know it's going to be great. It's not like, a, you know, hey, somebody else was cooking and it could be, you know, a little bit dry or a little bit whatever. They got a learning curve. But uh, just that experience of being able to be like, hey, guys, come check this out. And I'm bringing people with me. We can go and I know I know the guys in the pit room. I can bring y'all in there, but secretly y'all can go in there too. You don't have to know somebody. <laughs> but the the thing is, is they're they're used to trying to go to these, you know, like Pecan Lodge and all these other places to where it's kind of like a spectator thing, just to kind of look look over the fence right. and see what they're doing. Um, but they actually invite you back there, and you know, some of these other guys that are um, like the Fort Worth, yeah, a bunch of the Fort Worth guys, like they're they're starting to get that to where they bring people yep. into their pit rooms and stuff too. So I really I, like that's that. the best marketing tool we've ever had. I mean, right, you don't have to pay for it. People are posting you're that waiting. everywhere. You're waiting in line. Exactly. You want to come smell like brisket? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to spill it on yourself. It's been cool in Austin as the the lines. We never wanted like super long lines. Yeah. Uh, we wanted you to be. Hey, I can go seven days a week, lunch and dinner, and get a quick bite to eat. But now the lines are getting crazy. But the way we got it laid out, you're waiting right by the pits, and when the guys are like out there rapping or pulling the meat yeah. off the night, it's, it's like it, it's crazy. It's, it's magical. It's like a set like this. Yeah. And they're working. And all these people got cameras, literally lined it, 360 yeah. degrees around the pit room, and everything working. It, it, it's pretty cool to see. It, and I mean, I love you know that the whole inter like I'm an entertainer myself. Yeah. I, you know all that. I love being in front of people. Love talking to people. So it was the best thing I got to be. You know 
first I'm a power maniac, you know, like when I was a little kid uh -huh. poking the fire all the time. So get, getting to mess with fire, getting to mess with the meat at the same time, you know, having people asking you questions about something you know a bunch about because you care about it, you mm -hmm. know. That was like really the, the huge allure that I couldn't find anywhere else until, you know, now. I and mean, y'all have completely encapsulated that in every single location you open up. Bring that yeah. to that area, right? That's exactly what we're yeah. trying to do, man. We're trying to bring an experience and, and, and showcase the pits and the people working. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, these guys are out there 12 hours straight sometimes. And yeah. it's 130 degrees between those pits. And I don't know. They get a gratification out of it. And that's that's one of the coolest things. All these people are watching them. And it, it's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. Do and so y'all got um, a bunch of, obviously, a bunch of guys. You got a big staff. You got um, And all these guys don't get to cook 12 hours. Are y'all running... If everybody, or do y'all have like par cooks to where you have somebody come in and start them and somebody come in and finish them? Yeah, so the way we run the pits, and also we got about 100 employees now. I'd say, I don't know, somewhere around 30 of them at least work some point in the pit helping out. But no. uh, we try to get briskets on at 7.30 a.m. And um, those guys that come in at 7, they work till 3. Mm -hmm. And then we got another crew that comes in, and then they're from 3 to 11, and they pull all the meat. Yeah. And then after that, we get on beef ribs, pork ribs, turkey, and sausage. Sweet, yeah. And we run an overnight shift that's 11 to 9. So those guys only work four days a week. And they're prepping and stuff. Well, they're not prepping. They're just cooking the okay. beef ribs, pork ribs, turkey, and sausage. And then, yeah, we have another set of guys that are just trimmers and preppers and stuff like that. They go seven to three trimming all the meat. Oh, man. Yeah, I've seen I, that. I've walked in the back when you got your guys yeah, trimming. Yeah, they'll have Dude. It on a, a tray. I mean, 400 briskets uh, stacked no. up on a table. It's nuts. But they knock it out, and then uh, we make sausage at night. So, yeah, pretty much three shifts. Two of the shifts are brisket shifts, the yeah. morning and the evening. And then one overnight shift was called the rib shift. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, shit. That uh, that rib shift, man. That's that's the hard one to do. That's the waking it, up it, the getting it there for him. It takes a unique character to work that shift. <laughs> it yeah. does, man. And then you know, whenever I first started in the restaurant, doing both of them, you know, having to do both the yeah. shifts and then serving. Yeah, and, you did it all. Like cooked and served and everything. Yeah, for a while, and then we started getting a few people come in and help. Right. And then you know, the quality. You know, trying to get somebody to where first off, you're not able to pay them what they're even worth. Right. Whenever it's that, when you're first starting out. Uh, and getting them to care about you know the product like you do um is 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 really tough you know and they could care as much as they want but they can only really care as much as they feel like they're being compensated right. for them that, that they're worth you know uh and it, so it was a really hard time to keep staff you know people would like it they would come in and they'd be like cool i'm learning to do this barbecue but doing it day in and day out with you know no no nowhere to go with it you know it, we, we're in the middle of this whole pandemic situation in the middle of having bad landlords and i'm not going to blame it all on them but you know like there was just just some situations that we couldn't do anything with you know no and it, uh, it's with us you know as barbecues become more popular it's it's brought in i'd say like a, a more culinary minded exactly. group that yeah. that love it but they're the kind of people that hey they want to learn it and all that mm -hmm. and you'll get some of them that stick around but yeah of course some of them, hey, I learned this. It's the same thing every day. I don't get to have that creative outlet. So yeah. then you lose a lot of them. But yeah. you know, we, we squeeze as much as we can out of them, and, and they learn a lot. And then sometimes they stick around because they make good money, especially in Austin. Yeah, um, yeah. Then other times you got to train up another person. So it's but, a grind, man. Yeah, and then y'all got you've got a pretty good – I mean, how, how long does your training process normally happen on some – About a month. Yeah. And so – but, you know, with, with how much we're doing, there's – on the brisket shift, there's always three guys at one time. So cool. Um, for that month, there's four. Yeah. But then even when they come off and it's only three, there's still two other guys there. Right. So. And then they're kind. Of, he's pretty much just following the other guys and yeah. learning their steps instead That's of having to sit down for a course. Exactly. That's cool, yeah. man. Yep. Shit. I mean, 
if anybody needs to be able to, uh, I mean, this is definitely the place, the place for the conversation for people to ask the questions on how to expand their business and how to how to recreate something like that. I mean, I, without y'all doing just crazy numbers with that amount of meat, it's crazy, yeah. man. We 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 started. We were, we loved the location. We thought like, hey, you know, this place is going to do well. But we never thought in our wildest dreams that we would do the volume and the numbers we're doing now. It's, I mean, y'all have a like a, a limit on what you're going to do, how many stores you're going to open or what you, you, you're, so you're going for your third one now. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're looking at Houston, San Antonio and then Waco too. I got, I got some property in Waco right by uh, the silos there. So that, that one will be the next one. I haven't heard of Waco on. yet. Have you, have you yeah. said that to anybody? That's Wait, yeah, they yeah. got it. They, they found out that I bought the property a couple weeks ago cool. and it was in the news, but I mean, nobody's really said much. That's now. cool. Anything out of state? We've looked at, as you and I have talked about, yeah. in, in L.A., Miami, Chicago. Um, but it's not really promising right now because of... Nah, the pandemic, yeah. it was like, man, especially the, some of those areas, it was like, you can't open a restaurant here right yeah. now. So, um, no, I, I'd love to. I, I think there's a market for it. I think Texas has become so popular, mm -hmm. Texas barbecue in particular. Like, I think I think places are going to do well yeah. when, when someone takes it out of state. Yeah. So, I don't know if we'll be the first, but maybe it'll happen eventually. I hope so, man. I mean, there's places imitating all over the place, you know, yep. all over the state. I mean, I just, I'm not going to even say imitating because I just now went to What You Smoking Barbecue in Luther, Iowa, little bitty town, like 15 miles. Luther, mile. Iowa, never heard of it. Yeah, them. it's like 15 miles north of Ames where okay. they have, the, you, I, I think it's Iowa State. Yeah. Oh. Um, but man, they, they're, they've they got such a dedicated staff and every single, they're all trying to do it. You know, they're all doing it Texas style. Using and, offsets and all that? Yeah, they, well, they've got a Moberg. They've got a Moberg 500 and they've also got a Southern Pride, which is the best brisket I've ever had off of Southern Pride. Like, really? By, by far. Yeah, and you know, normally, normally, uh, I mean, I told them this too, so this is nothing new, but, <laughs> you know. You, you can hit it every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, Blacks, that's what they use. I know. A couple of those, and every once in a while, you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But, but they, I mean, they're consistent. So these guys got, I kept, I was blo just blown away by how good they were doing. But we did, we did a few cooks on, um, on the offset. And then we did like some big tomahawks. We did some, st but these guys are, they're about it. They're about Texas barbecue and they're about making it as, as authentic as they possibly can, you know, all the way down to like the, the service style and all that. Really? Yeah. They're, they're killing it. Dude, it's, it's things like that, that that's the gift that keeps on giving to everyone that's doing it back here. Right. Like you go teach these guys up and they expand that. These people come to us and oh, we're gonna try the original places that were yeah. doing this first, and everybody just keeps getting busier here because of that. So exactly, and then Lucky more and more man. people are known about it. So then, whenever they do come into Austin, they're like, "Hey, that place that's down the street from me in Luther, Iowa." Um, they said that you know they went to these places. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a gift that keeps on giving here, man. right, man? <laughs> and I, when some people say, "Oh, it's saturated," I'm like, "I don't know, man." There's a lot of different flavors here. There is. Yeah, and you're talking about the chefy thing. Um, and I, even just saying the chefy thing sounds like I'm downplaying it, but you know, like CM Smokehouse with Cade, uh, they're taking you know what has been every single person, you know, most of the barbecue places that come out do the staples, you know, like we have here. Mm -hmm. But he's taking those things and being like, you know what, there's a lot of that. Let's go ahead and take it and make some Crunchwrap Supremes out of that brisket. Let's go ahead and make some, you know, these badass sandwiches and stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's awesome. And then John Bates does the same thing. Leroy and Lewis, you know, they've got all the. The guys yeah, that are Evan, very chef-minded. What he's done, like with the beef cheeks and stuff, like right. I didn't know you could do stuff like that. And I, mean, I learned that. From I'd him. rather eat that than brisket now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can do them. I don't know how to do them, man. They, they, I mean, they go pretty. You cook them to about 170 on the pit, like you normally would, and then you put them in whatever uh, you know braise you're gonna do. And, and then, then if you if you overcook them, you just turn it into 
barbacoa? I yeah, mean, I just, I, like that's really the only way I've done it is barbacoa. I haven't oh, okay. tried to slice it up and do it like they do it. You know, I, that's that's tough because it's pretty unique. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's a, it's pretty tough meat to cut, piece of meat to cook. I mean, it's tough. And yeah, and, and yeah, guys like him just kind of expanding it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's so cool. Man. It is, and it, and what it does is it's still it's they're not shitting on anybody. They're not doing that stuff. They're literally you know paying homage to the stuff that brought the because that's they all started doing this you know the regular are the staples you know and then it's funny you said shitting on because we were talking about a little <laughs> bit of barbecue drama earlier oh god the yeah. only people that care about barbecue drama are the people in it like, <laughs> nobody else gives a shit about that dude. they don't so but there's any the people people that, that come to your restaurant aren't asking you about you know what happened there They'll say, hey, is this like the original blacks or not? Or, oh, we read about it. The people that are really invested in it, maybe, yeah. but. The people with the passports. Yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. of those people know yeah. about it, but yeah. it's like. The top 50. It's like, man, all that drama doesn't really matter. No. I mean, maybe it makes people better. Maybe it does matter in that way, but. I know, it pushed me to do some better like, stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it matters to us. It makes us yeah. better, so everyone else benefits from well, it. Well, no, but... I'm, I try to be such a fucking nice guy. Oh, you <laughs> like, are. I try to be, and, you know, to, to piss somebody off like that, it don't make any sense. No, <laughs> not at all. But... but, I mean, talking about something else, uh, the fucking hats, dude. And so... It, your swag is, you're, you, you said you're going back. You want to you get away from doing, you know, having the blacks part up, up front and kind of rebrand but i've always noticed that you have the best Dude, you have the best hat game me and michael joke around that we we've become an apparel company <laughs> yeah. on saturday we sold 187 hats in one day alone it's like what it's a whole order yeah 187 hats in one day so Whoa. yeah we got like i i feel bad because you, you almost it. walk in there it looks like a damn cracker barrel sometimes <laughs> Shirts and sauce packages and yeah. koozies and shit. I'm like, oh man, here's but, some Terry Blast cutting boards, yeah, and knives. But people want it, so I'm like, why not? And then we'll get that review, and it's like, yeah, this is a uh, one. One of the things that <laughs> we're balancing now is how do we not make this feel like a tour strap? Because yeah. we get that comment a lot yeah. on the reviews. I mean, there's, there's, I don't think it feels like that at all. It, you can't. When you hit that point, it's like, okay, yeah. well, there's a lot of people there. It's busy, and they're yeah. selling stuff. It's like. What can we do to prevent that? Yeah. Stay as authentic as possible. Make it not as corporate as possible. Yeah. Like, like Stubbs we, feels like a, feels like a, you know, it does? Toy story. I haven't been there in a long time. I mean, I've been there one time, and yeah. it feels. I mean, it's it, it's cool, but it, um, it just feels like that. You I, know? I just tell our guys like, hey, just we're gonna we're not gonna go to rotisseries. We're gonna keep doing it the yeah. authentic way, and then we're not gonna like get branded everything. Like we're, we're just gonna try to keep it as traditional as possible. Yeah, we're gonna sell the hats because we sell the shit out of them. People yeah. want them, but uh, yeah, we we gotta stick the like traditional like how it used to be, you know, using paper and all that. Absolutely, so, man. Uh, we still use the cheapest red trays you can buy. Hey, because people just take them. They, oh, you lose them nonstop. <laughs> You're like they're so big. How did you just? We buy like... a hundred of these a week, and I'm like, where are these going, dude? Are people stealing them? They throw yeah. them away. What's no, going on? They're stealing them. They're using them for rolling trays. That's what they're doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So. so what do you think about the studio, dude? Oh, it's beautiful. I want man. you to come in here more often. I'll be honest. I told I told my brother, I was like, dude, Brennan's been talking to me about this podcast. Like, I I, I don't know. I don't like doing a lot of yeah. stuff like this. Like, yeah. one of the things he and I, we, we've never tried to make it about us. Mm-hmm. Like, we never wanted to be calling ourselves the pit masters. Yeah. Some people do that, and I think it works for them. But yeah. for us, we wanted to be like, hey, you know, this is so big. It's a team effort. 
So when you wanted me to do the podcast, I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, we'll do it eventually. Yeah. But then I saw how professional it was and the people you're getting on and like, this is a real deal, man. So yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I really want. Thanks, man. I really wanted to bring that, you know, because there's some there's some really commercial questions, you know, that can be asked and same, you know, same answers from every single time you go on a podcast right. and all that. But I really wanted to come in just really have a conversation. And then a really cool thing, you know, we jumped in with Ibble and Ibble was is able to have it to where people are you know, asking us questions instead of how to be like, oh, shit, I forgot to say that. You know, after this is done, people can still ask questions and stuff. And, and you'll few... be replying back to them. We'll answer. Yeah, them we also. will. We're going to both do it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And see, I didn't know if it was just going to be like some Zoom thing. And I'm like, oh, man, you know. I, and I've been on those and the, it's it doesn't it doesn't come across as, you know, genuine. You know, the, the conversation you're talking to a screen, oh. you know, instead of actually sitting here in front you of each other. You got a legit set up. It will studios crazy the people working here are awesome so right i'm excited for you man dude thanks i mean and it's right here it's right here on dirty six we're right on dirty six right in this old historic right building <laughs> yeah and with looking outside i mean this building's older than the capitol you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah so i mean you're walking by you don't think about anything you know you don't think about it would be something as cool as this and you walk in and it's all you know kind of got these tvs lying on the wall with all the different cool stuff that it was done and a little you, courtyard out there and everything. Yeah. we were hanging out there the other <laughs> night and oh, it's beautiful up here yeah man. Yep, yep, man. That's I just I'm I'm probably about to get into some of this food <laughs> to be have at it, man. <laughs> I know you I, probably don't eat your food no more. No, I I prefer eating other barbecue places than than our place. What, what do you normally? What do you go for? Man, talking about Evan, I go over there a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I used to go down to Valentina's a lot, but uh, a little far south for me now. Um, they but, did move, didn't they? Yeah, and I think I think he's Miguel's moving down to Buda. Um, oh wow! But uh, you know. Just traditional barbecue wise, I don't eat a lot of it, man. I, I've the most place I mean, I've eaten you. this year is Smitty's. Really? Believe it or not, is it just real close to where you live? It, well, in Lockhart, yeah, I'm in yeah. Lockhart a lot, and I'm, I'm moving back there, so uh, I'm uh, I'll, I'll eat a lot of Smitty's. It's not as heavy, it's not as greasy. Yeah, you're not like, burping it for the next few hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like this, I could eat maybe one slice if I'm hungry. At Smitty's, I'll knock down three slices with the select brisket. It's Hell just, yeah, it's easier to eat and all that. So that's really one thing. I was burped right on the mic. <laughs> I did it three times earlier after I took one bite. It used to be a burp button. So anyway, you don't burp it up for the next. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was trying to get at. But so you know, like you, you have that old barbecue and your the, the style of this, and um, you know, it's kind of like the the Austin Central Texas style as compared to the old school stuff that you know you would get in Lockhart. Mm -hmm. um, but you, I mean, shit, I have, I haven't had this experience there either. But to where you're eating the barbecue and you're going home. And, you know, you forget that you even had barbecue earlier besides your heavy stomach and you're still sitting up there burping up that smoke. You're still sitting there getting that acid reflux from it. And that was the biggest thing that turned me on to this when I came down here because I'm not from Austin. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I was born in Lubbock and then like moved all over the place, lived in L.A. for a long time um, and then came to Austin and was like, I'm back in Texas. And the barbecue was like, this is not Texas. Like this is this is something different. This is completely different. And um, anybody that tries to emulate Texas barbecue, they're not trying to emulate what I grew up on. They're no. trying to emulate this right here. No, I agree 100%. I mean, so what changed? I, I think the quality <laughs> of the meat, I think the, yeah. I think again, the more chefy thing, people wanted to realize, okay, how, how do I get that fat nice and golden where it yeah. melts in your mouth? I don't get the glob of white fat. Use higher quality cuts of meat, mess with the temperature a little bit more, yeah. uh, the way you shape up the brisket. Um, yeah, I think, I think people just like wanted to say, like, hey, I know what's a perfect slice I've had at a place. Yeah. But how do I go from getting a perfect slice, maybe one out of ten times I eat at a place, to nine out of ten times? Oh yeah. 
And I, I think that's what's really changed. I think the focus on quality and not just, hey, we serve or we cook these 10 briskets today at an old school place. We got to serve them all. Now it's like these 10 briskets are going to be badass or I'm not going to serve all right. of them. So. And then you got a graveyard and yeah. you don't want a graveyard. I think that's yeah. I think that's a tough thing with Terry Black's too. I, I'll be honest. We're at that point, quality versus quantity, where the quantity is getting so high, the yeah. quality kind of suffers a little bit. So when we get that Lockhart place open, that we're going to have six pits there, okay. plus a bigger history for sausage. So we're going to be able to cook a little bit more efficiently for for Austin. Yeah, um, and I, that couldn't come soon enough for us. How so, how far out do you think you are? It's it should open in August. Sweet. They're saying they're going to deliver to us July nineteenth, but. Rain three inches last Monday, and I know that messed up our footings and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it did. Um, dude, on another note, do you, uh, the, the the festivals. I don't ever see y'all at festivals. And we can't do them a lot. We just you got we, too many stuff. Too yeah, much stuff going. Usually on. they're on weekends. Yeah. And uh, we we don't have the space yeah. and the time and all that. So I'd love to do it more. I think once we get Lockhart open, we can. But uh, no, we we don't participate in a lot of festivals. We yeah. do the Texas monthly stuff, obviously. Sure. But um, other than that. No, we don't do them a lot. Man. And is it just because of that exactly, or you just I yeah? Mean, we we y'all don't. Wanna, y'all got plenty of locations. People uh, come on check a them Saturday, out. Saturday, we're cooking three hundred and eighty briskets usually. Yeah, and it's like, how, how am I going to pull away from that when I got to help with this? And yeah, we only get enough pits for that. So you don't. Yeah, normally they want you to bring a pit for the festival too. You have a road yeah, pit yeah. ever anywhere? Well, yeah, but the, we're using. Well, I got three of them right now, but we okay. use them all every weekend. I don't know if they're on skids or not. No, no, yeah. they're all on trailers. Sweet. So um, there's some good ones. No, I hope as as I get older and and start doing other stuff, I can go do that stuff and really, yeah. really not not that I care to do the festival. I don't hang out with guys like y'all. And I'm that's like, that's really the fun part of it. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing, and not not everybody having to. The, the the reason I love the festivals first off, now I don't have a restaurant, but the festival thing, you know, gives me a chance to be back around everybody. Plus, um, all the all the different places. I mean. There's so much good barbecue all over Texas. You don't want to have to travel to each one of those mm-hmm. places, you know. So everybody comes together. You're about to now. You can go taste everybody's. I don't have to go to Amarillo to have Tyler's. Right. You know, I, he he comes to the festival. You know, so now that I can have some ribs man. over there. Yeah, yeah. Are y'all um, they got coming up, man? It's the the cyber thing, the cyber fair, the cyber with Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are y'all? I heard you're doing something with that. We are. So man, Tesla's been amazing for us. We served them on Thanksgiving Day and all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Elon's been in the restaurant a couple times. It's a nice. crazy experience. The first time he was in, someone called me. I think Rogan probably sent him over there, which, by the way, Joe Rogan's been incredible for oh, us, yeah. man. And uh, everybody in barbecue. He hypes Texas barbecue. Yeah, he up. does. Like, he's he's cool, dude. But, uh, but yeah, he sent Elon over there, and uh, they, someone said he's coming, and, like, security showed up. Then all of a sudden there was this rush of people in a straight line. <laughs> and it was him and his family. And they went a straight line to the table and they ate when they ate real quick. And then they went a straight line out to the pits and did a tour and everything. And mm-hmm. he loved the place and man, he was great to the staff. And um so yeah, we've been doing we serve their corporate team at least once every two weeks, anywhere from ten to forty people. Oh hell. And then we've done I think we did an event for sixteen hundred, like around Thanksgiving for yeah. everybody working out there. And then, yeah, the, the cyber rodeo. Is cyber rodeo. Okay. Yeah. Willie Nelson's going to be there. That's next Thursday. Oh yeah. So I think we're doing a thousand people on that. There's a couple other places and food trucks that are yeah. non barbecue that are going to be there. So. But you are the barbecue that'll be there. I think I think there's two other barbecue places. Cool. Originally he wanted to do like all these barbecue places, but they're just so busy out there. I think they kind of dropped the ball on time. Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that, and um, you know, it's stuff like that. With, with Rogan coming in and, and us doing Tesla events that motivating our staff and keeping them involved and, right. and engaged, 
I can't do that. You know, yeah. you can't buy stuff like that. So when stuff like that happens, I'm so thankful for those guys. And when all these people come in, it's like, man, you can't motivate a staff and like keep them happy. Like, oh, we're part of something. Yeah. Without stuff like something that. Something that's special enough for to bring in these, you know, to catch the attention of these people to have so, you know, their attention exactly. being drugged so many different ways. They know they're involved in something at the restaurant and the staff just special. keep crushing it, man. So yeah. now we're lucky. Yeah, I mean, y'all have something that any barbecue restaurant should strive after. Yeah, I mean, it's that, a lot of work, yeah. but it's fun, and uh, man, it's it's not me and Mike anymore. It's it's the staff that we got there. Well, I mean, it, y'all built that up, you know, y'all built that. We that did, is, but for them to execute it day in and day yeah. out, now it's, it's you, something special. Was it like a, a lot of trial? I mean, obviously a lot of trial and error on the process for like the training the guys up to keeping the quality the, the way it is. Yeah, when we first opened, Michael and I worked 500 days straight. I mean, because we opened seven days a week right from the beginning. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was that was the worst time of my life. I mean, <laughs> I, and I, I was depressed. I was tired. Yeah. I, it was it was bad, man. It burned you out on the whole thing. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. To really, like, I don't even want to do this. I don't care. I, I was, I got grays in my hair. Like, I was yeah. never the same. How old are you um, now? 33. They're the same as me. Yeah, yeah we're. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got so much gray, man. <laughs> so much, it's right along. Yeah, you, you did it all, too. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's the same thing. And, and, and we, yeah, we did it at, at a real restaurant or, or brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the same thing. You know how cooking a brisket and serving it all day and doing it again yeah. the next day. It's, and it, yeah, it was. It's uh, no easy task. No. No. Everybody no. that does it day in and day out. And now we got good people, though, so. Good. I'm not nearly there as much. Hell yeah, man. So. Well, shit. Um, are you going to be back at the restaurant today? Yeah, going over there right after this. Right after this, so we hang, make this hang out a little bit longer. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> no, dude, I really appreciate you having on. Let's 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 uh let's get out of here, man. All right, dude. It's been awesome. Well, thanks for having You're me. Badass, man. Appreciate it. Dude. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah.